computer. There we go. Recording. Let's go uh, live on Facebook. That's funny. There's <laughs> so much. And I and I started trying to set all of this up. Choose where you want to post, share on timeline. And that's just hoping everything's connecting and running easy. <laughs> yeah. It should be. I upped the the Wi-Fi speed, so. So you don't lose it. I think I'm gonna have to take my phone on my little case. Oh, I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. It's meant to be. Whew. Lord. <laughs> Let's tag you. Did you? I'm getting ready to. Okay. Um, mm. Say something about the video. Chaos theory. Oh, I'm still trying to understand this whole thing. What, the chaos like theory? Chaos. Yes. Well, I mean, have you heard of... You can still see me, right? I can see you, yep. Okay, good. All right. Um, the version you are currently on will soon no longer be available. Live producer combines all the features. All right. What did I do? All right, live producer. It's not popping up. Okay, there it goes. Whew. So we're connected to the connection to the interconnection. Technically, isn't there like three of them we're going through now? What? There's like three connections you're going through. Am I? Um, if you're going through oh, Facebook, through Zoom, through uh, Anchor. Uh, uh, I don't know if there's too. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm not about to do live producer today. Let's just I'll work on that. Um We're good. You can still see me? I can see you. All right. I can see you. Sorry. Uh are we experiencing the chaos theory? So you're actually watching Facebook because I'm literally just watching you, right? Yeah. But you, once we go live, you'll be able to see Facebook. Well, you'll be able to see like the comments and stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> I know how to move. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, No, I just like the chaos theory. <laughs> Go figure. I wonder why. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Um, where we at here? All right. I can see you. We're still recording. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're still recording. 
Thanks. All right. <laughs> oh, let me take a deep breath before we go live. <laughs> I have to start doing this a half hour ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to. Let me let me brush my beard. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta make you look good. Yeah, always. <laughs> Even in plain clothes. I see it. All right. Let's see. Let's go live. We're seven minutes behind. Uh reach more people. I added a title. Dummy. Oh, no, I didn't. Hold on. Had a title. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in the wrong place. All right, title. Chaos theory. I spelled theory wrong. How about that? Let's get it correct. Theater. <laughs> theory. All right. What happened? You're still there. <laughs> oh my goodness, what is going on? It says live on my thing, it just popped <clears throat> up. Okay, it did? Yep. All right. Whew. Man, this this day, man. <laughs> this day is something else. <laughs> it it really is. <laughs> All right. Just let's see. Bear with me. Or Baron. <laughs> Baron and Dan. This is crazy. <laughs> oh. Do something just to make it really exciting. Appreciate it. Make sure the audio is off. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I can't tell. All right, the audio is off. Oh, oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, don't you dare lose connection live. No, no, no. I had to turn the audio off. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me good though? I can. Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you sure? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Candid Conversations. I'm your host. Mark D. Here to have this conversation with me is Stady Balmuda, aka Balmater. Yes, hi. Greet the folks, Stacey. <laughs> Sorry, you just said stadium. Like, what? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> folks. <laughs> I don't know what we got going on today. <laughs> oh. oh, we're here. We're here. Welcome um, back. <laughs> yeah, we're back on schedule doing the weekend shows uh, every other Saturday. And, of course, we started going live every Monday evening. Uh, so that is the new schedule um, for Candid Conversations coming to you six times a month. So we're Ooh. upgrading. Um, I'm working on uh, the production of the show. Um, what I wanted to do today, I wasn't able to do, but we're going to get it right. We are going to get it together. So <clears throat> for those who follow consistently, thank you. We appreciate your support. And we're going to build. Yeah, and patience. Definitely and patience. Um, everything that we are doing and we are learning on our own. So, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. hey, Miss Healy. 
How are you doing today? Um, as we always do at the beginning of the show, giving a shout out to the big homie, Jeff Brown Jr. And at the Jeff Brown Show. You can follow the, uh, the homie on FCB Radio. And you can also follow him here on Facebook as well as IG. Go and follow and support the brother. The topics of conversations that he has on the Jeff Brown Show is he be having some great topics and his co-host, Miss Sassy. Um, so you can go follow him. You can follow him on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all of your iOS devices. Um, also giving a shout out to my mom, Shari Thomas, and her endeavor as a business coach. You can follow her here on um, Facebook at Shari Thomas. You can follow her also at Quitting Your Job in 2020. You can also follow her on uh, Shanty Global Network. Uh, you can follow Shanty Global Network also on IG. Go follow and support. Also, giving a shout out to the homie, uh, Gary, and his business, uh, G-Spot, which is a car wash and detailing center um, in Cleveland. Uh, go and support the homie. You can follow him on IG as well. You can see his production, his work. Um, very proud of the homie. Uh, today's good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing great, Miss Healy. Uh, today's topic of conversation, we are discussing the chaos theory. And this topic came about looking at everything going on from the murders of uh, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, also George Floyd, and looking at how this system is responding and reacting in kind, looking at the protests. Also, any protesters that is out there this weekend, be safe and do what you do. Um, so looking at everything and coming up with this topic of conversation. So the chaos theory basically says in uh, layman's terms that it is believed that a butterfly in Argentina can create a tornado three weeks later across the globe. And that's just putting things in a minor perspective. It goes much deeper than that. So looking and studying the powers that be is we know, we know that there are hidden agendas when it comes to the powers that be, when it comes to the government. You know, my question is, what is the end game when it comes to that? Because we know that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So is the powers that be creating a sense of chaos in order to create or to bring a solution to us where we feel or actually believe that we have free will and an option to choose when in reality we don't because they put two options in front of us and, and force us to choose uh, the lesser of two evils. And the prime example is the pushing of the presidential election between Biden and Trump. So do yeah. we truly have free will or are they forcing us to choose 
the lesser of two evils, which evil is evil. Stacy, your thoughts? I definitely agree that uh, I think they're forcing a choice one way or another because you're getting down with just only so much to pick from. Um, the chaos theory, when I was looking it up, um, that just found it to be all intriguing at how you could have a tornado coming and swirling when it started just from a butterfly twirling. So my head is still trying to wrap around this thought of this eerie. Um, but just talking on the government and what they're trying to do with the election, like even if you have other people on the outside who, cause you're allowed to run independent, but everything is driven by then money. So you've got to have enough money to be able to even get into the election to be able to try to run for it. So, I mean, it's one or the other. What else do you do? I actually had that. I was trying to have that conversation of this morning of what else do you do? Because then if you're not running under a government and we do away with government, we do away with um, Republican, we do away with Democrats, we do away with that then what do you have? You're going to have more chaos mm -hmm. because everybody's going to start running in their own way. So like you said, with having a balance on one side or another, how um, my, my head has been spinning of trying to figure out how in the start of everything, because you know, there's always a, just as much as there's reaction, there's always a start of something. And it feels like everything we keep, going by it it's whatever is affecting us and it might not be what is stemming to be the start that you have to deal with and if you're never getting to the root of stuff how are you ever gonna be able to decide a choice on what you what you want mm -hmm. because now there i mean i've heard of so many people say of having that um you know there there's not even a black president um to be able to i mean obviously we've had one um but just the different choices it's always often somebody old and somebody who has a lot of money to be i mean and that's the stuff that is running the world going around so i, I think the choice with the chaos is it's just causing more aggravation than anything because everybody just automatically goes, okay, what am I going to choose? Exactly what you said. You're going to choose the less of two evils, or you're going to pick what you're drawn to, what's persuading you. What, and that's only if they go by and do what they say, or are they um, pro, um, pro, pro choice? Are they pro just anything on the ballot of what do what's touches your heart the most but it doesn't still say they're gonna in fact impact and do what they say they're gonna do <clears throat> and, and 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 when when it comes to when it comes to politics miss healy you know one well outside of politics um one comment miss healy made is that at this point it is the lesser of two evils and the unfortunate part is that in choosing the lesser of two evils, see the thing when it came to, when it comes to 45, 
is that <clears throat> he's blatant with his hatred towards blacks, towards different my other minority groups. He's blatant with it. So <clears throat> I've always said, even before he even got in office, at least we know what we're dealing with. And I think what happens is that when we choose the lesser of the evil, it, autom it, it kind of puts us to sleep in a sense. Because what ends up happening is, if it's not in front of your face and you're forced to deal with it, you know, just like people in the past, just like, you know, or grandparents on every side of the fence, you know, if it's not blatant, you know, then it's not happening. But what this has caused, and when you look at, when you look at the protests, you know, you have a lot of people agree that the group Antifa, um, which is a government ran, um, government based, quote unquote, protest group and riot group that they released, who are, <clears throat> the group is filled with uh, government agents, <clears throat> and we call them uh, agent provocateurs, where they come in and incite even a greater depth of riot and panic. And so in the means, in the midst of everything that's going on, <clears throat> now it's easier, you know, because if things wouldn't have set off the way, and, and tell me if you agree or disagree, Stacey, but if things wouldn't have set off the way that it has and the route that is being taken with the protest and some of the rioting and even the looting, I don't think, you know, just my conjecture, but I don't think that them officers even would have been charged. I think that those officers being charged was almost like a pacification for us. And they believe, because even in the past, a lot of officers that have killed black people, uh, black men, black women, and even uh, black children have not been sentenced according to the full extent of the law. You know, and I think that the powers that be, some of them believe that, you know, just charging um, the first officer, then following up with the other three, I believe that they thought it was going to be a pacifying and we were just going to go back to quote unquote normal. Correct. Just going after the first one. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I do agree because had it not had the publication that it did of being fed or being videoed and shown around everywhere. I mean, I, it might have, maybe it would have long drawn out, but I think it would have been only the one officer. I, I don't believe it would have been all three that sat there that would have been joined in. I think it was the push of now of with the extra rioting and stuff, agreeing if it's right or wrong. Um, that it actually caused them to then also file for them and upcharge it up, up um, increase the the charge from to the second um, second degree whatever it was drawing the blank of the second uh, second degree murder that they um, increased it to um, that's and I'm still 
often seeing with even now that even before this, because there was a slight uproar with, um, I'm going to get his name wrong, because I often do, Aubrey, uh, Aubrey Mary. Ahmad, yeah. Ahmad, yeah. So that's what I was saying even, I mean, people were upset from that. And it was like, that was even a, t a time that things turned up. That was absolutely absurd how that would, and it took, it seemed to take again, like publication for a movement to start taking place. And why is that even being the case that it had to be fought to try to see what's right and wrong when you're watching a video of it yet alone? I mean, like, and people are trying to bring up the facts of, well, what happened before? And I get still even whatever happened before, but that doesn't justify that was torturingly wrong at the moment that it occurred. You watched him just lifelessly submitting and then it just going to that next level. Now, from... How how did how did something how did something like that um as as a as a white woman how did that make you feel like what what was your thoughts and emotions watching that um because you know I, I've heard different aspects and different perspectives and <clears throat> go go ahead and you know as far as that dynamic you know express express to the people how you know how'd you look at it how did it make you feel what were your thoughts concerning it um well i actually when i watched it i didn't even know he had passed away through the video so i just watched it blank of okay my first eyesight like knowing this guy is submissive on the ground like gosh why in the look on the officer's face just had me in different emotions, like because you could see something cold and while they're, everybody's going around him saying, get off him, get off him. My emotions are jumping in. Like, seriously, I want to get up and rip on you and push him off myself. Like he's already said, get off. I can't breathe. So any other human being is going to go from move your knee from his neck to his back, something you could literally watch. So I just remember tearing up more and more that they keep going. And then I just remember tearing fully when like all of a sudden you could tell like blood was coming out and they're like, Oh my gosh, she's bleeding. And, and he turns around and still tries to justify that, well, that's what you happen when you're on drugs or whatever the cop said. I just remember being appalled, like, oh my gosh, turning around and then saying, he, he is probably dead. And then coming to find out that he was, it was, um, it was extremely emotional of just in human stance that, that, sh that should have never happened. Like, and for all them officers who you are trying to say that are protecting and that they are actually protecting and looking at the officer and just letting it happen. 
and I mean, I knew there were bystanders of that were watching at the same token. And I honestly, at that point, I was thinking, why didn't you like push him off? Like, I don't care if you're a freaking officer. I have been in the midst of officers giving too, too much, um, too much power um, in a certain situation. I remember actually getting myself involved in it as well. So, but at the same token, when there are certain things I'm still learning and realizing, like somebody had made a comment, like the the black, um, I believe they said they were whoever was taping or recording it happened to be black, and like, and the fear that you have that you don't want to push, and it's like after that point of seeing that, it's like I got it, and it it's heart wrenching to think that you have to hold yourself to a different way that you don't want to respond to certain aspects because you don't know now if you're going to be dragged in, if you're going to be hurt. It, it's just, um, it was extremely heartbreaking to watch. Now, <clears throat> with all of that said, um, so I, I, I ask you, you know, being, being on the other side of the fence, Mm-hmm. Can you can you blame the response that has been given? Whether you uh, uh, agree or disagree, can you blame how people are responding to such an act? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I know that. I mean, I'm never one. I'm always a peacemaker type of try to be mm-hmm. always about love. Um, but I understand um, from different aspects of even that I can say in my own life that mm-hmm. when you were pushed against a wall and you feel like at a last grip at a last something that often is the moment that your mentality can snap, can, be want to be heard and seen and it it, I mean it's no different than you have a a child um in certain scenarios that you're going to be darned one way or you're going to be darned another so why not just do what you're going to do I mean I look at I, I keep have been looking processing it in different areas scenarios Mm-hmm. Um, such as that, such as a, a child that might not be getting the attention, such as, um, I've even compared it down to abuse. Like the, these don't compare at all, but the, the mindset is what I'm tr- been trying to think of. If you are put to a point and you're talking generations of people, generations of things happening, generation of things being ignored and often deterred. And that's the most frustrating part of all this is people are immediately just looking at of finding a different situation. And okay, now it's calmed down because you've the steam pot blew. Mm-hmm. Now it's calming down. So and I, the one thing you had posted, I mean, I really, that I really agreed with that guy. Um, I don't remember who it was, but it's, you had it on your story. 
of the gentleman who just oh, said, you know, David, it's not David, digested. David Banner. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And it was like, and that's the thing. It's now all of a sudden our attention is getting deterred, getting distracted. And you're still not, have you ever got down to the resolution of that person's heart cry? No, it's always, it's often being something else. What did we actually do to make any type of solution from this? Because whenever you have outrage, you've got to have dealt with any traumatic situation to be able to get to the bottom and find a new walk with it. I mean, because not everything, as you know, even when we go through traumatic situations, things won't always be the same. That's just how they are. Um, but how can you make it better from there is the large point. Right. Um, Aries had popped in the room while you was talking. Um, so Aries, when you go back and listen to this, what's up, sis? Um, my aunt Kim is in the room. Uh, so <clears throat> for those who don't know, uh, this is Stacy Balmuda, AKA Balmater. Uh, she is one of the co-hosts of the show. And <clears throat> I, and in everything that's going on, um, Stacy has, Stacy has been one of those who have reached out to myself, to Ethan, you know, as far as, trying to get a better understanding of what's going on, what has been going on. Stacy is very, um, she's very uh, in depth in research as far as learning and knowing history. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I wanted, you know, always Stacy is part of the weekend show. <clears throat> Stacy's always busy during the week. I don't know doing what, but you know, she is, but, <laughs> but Stacy, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I wanted to bring Stacy on, especially with this topic of conversation, because, um, I wanted to get her viewpoint as not just, um, part of the dominant society, but as a white woman as well to, you know, get, an understanding because I know some some people a part of the dominant society feel and think and believe the same exact same way as Stacy does you know so to get that different perspective and to understand what's going on you know in her mind because you know it, it's it's important these conversations is always important and coming up with with a solution is even more important um so let's, Stacey, what I, what I want to do um, is like connect some of the thought, some, some of the dots <laughs> as far <laughs> as, as far as looking at uh, the chaotic theory. Um, because, you know, like I said, we, we know that, you know, even in science, science ex explains that to every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. <clears throat> and one of the things is that looking back at history, blacks have never truly been free. We've, we've been oppressed 
um, in different ways, whether it has been law, whether it has been legislation, whether it has been in the workforce, um, just, you know, with redlining, um, you have an unwritten law called the, um, uh, the white man's burden, um, which explains how when too many black families move into a quote unquote white neighborhood, white families begin to move out. And, um, you know, so different things, you know, with redlining, you know, even with um, insurance, I've had conversations with different people and, you know, their premiums being lower because of where they live, you know, or, or the status that they claim. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's different areas, you know, you, the state law that you have vehicle insurance, um, but yet if premiums and the percentage of premiums is higher in um, an economic deprived community, it's, it's kind of hard to keep, you know, th things that are quote unquote mandated, you know, so you have uh, driving while black, you know, I've been stopped numerous of times just because of the neighborhood that I was in, you know, and, and, and officers ask me if I live here or what is my purpose here? You know, I've been stopped numerous of times because of my window tent. When I see uh, uh, people in the community that are a greater, lighter shade that I am with window tent on their front window and the cop watches them pass by and, and doesn't pull them over, you know, but my right license plates get ran and all of a sudden I'm pulled over, you know, so black people are always taught that, you know, that we have to act and quote unquote be a certain way, you know, so we're taught that we should raise our children's that we got to be better than our counterparts, which in my opinion is complete and utter bullshit. Because if the law is the law or if statutes and limitations are statutes and limitations, and if we are all created equal, then so be it. You know, and I mean, within this system of chaos, we go from, um, we go from COVID-19 to uh, murder slash lynching of law enforcement. And now we are in the season of protests, rioting, and looting. And I found it completely odd that the group Anonymous has resurfaced after the past, from, from the past three years. So are they part of the the system the chaotic theory system are they pushing a narrative for the government you know so i mean how does everything play a part into it and i'm looking objectively you know asking questions as i do you know and especially a platform such as as such as this you know why aren't um so i have questions you know i don't have to worry about um, any sponsorship being lost. I don't have to worry about the, the powers that be silencing me in a sense. Um, so I don't have to worry about certain things. And I've had posts, I've had articles taken down. Um, you know, in, in the past, I'm still trying to figure out why they letting me go. But 
in the past I've been in what they call Facebook jail, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to continue to speak out, you know, not only against the system of injustice, but also the system of white supremacy because it's a global system. And I think people get oftentimes get racism confused with bigotry, you know, and, um, you know, other things. I don't think people realize that, and I'm gonna pass it off to you. I don't think people realize that racism is a system. Black people can't be racist because we don't have a system to subjugate any other race or nationality. We can be, um, we can be bigots in how we think pertaining to certain things. And in a lot of cases, rightfully so. But nonetheless, racism is a system. It's not the opinion of someone else is prejudice because, you know, black people can be prejudiced. Black people can be bigots. Um, but me calling another nationality or another um, race, if you want to use that term, a derogatory term doesn't stop them from getting a job. It doesn't stop them from being able to access uh, certain resources within dominant society. It doesn't stop them from going to school. It doesn't stop them from uh, doing whatever they want to do. But nonetheless, when it comes to black people, the black nation, the black neighborhoods, because as I've stated before, we don't have communities because we don't own nothing inside of our neighborhoods. Um, yeah. other, other races own our grocery stores, other nations own our gas stations, own our clothing stores. We don't own anything, you know, and in my opinion, until we do, until we have economic resources that we can pull away from this system at any given moment, I don't believe that our agenda will be met. And that's just my conjecture. That's just my opinion. Um, real quick, uh, Stacey, I, you know, I want you to go in and everything that's going on and happening up until this far um, in the country and across the world. Before we do, uh, Aries, one of the things Aries says, she said, truth. She said, I hesitated purchasing the SUV that I have because the front windows are tinted. And, you know, I told the dealer why. And, you know, it's sad. Correct. But go ahead, I mean, you know, go, go ahead. Well, that's what the, see, and that has been my enlightening thing. And a lot of like, I mean, the last, what, four years or so now of I've never had it emphasized as much um, I can't say emphasize. I've never listened to the stories as much as I have now of people with their concerns or their fears of, I'm like, that's not normal. Like, and I've heard of fathers, you know, oh, when we just were at that Illyria um, gathering and one of the gentlemen was speaking on how his son, that he was watching TV and having to explain why um, 
why the white little boy got away with something. I can't remember how the story, I think I might be mixing them up, but it's certain stories like that of why there should be a fear or um, when you're buying a car. I mean, that's like one of the most proudest things that for people not to understand, but I, but that's where I can get and say, I have an understanding where you're, you're living because you, we get, so lost in our own world and it's not affecting us. We're not seeing it. We're not feeling it. And there's so many that if you aren't around um, a group uh, or having black friends that you're conversating with and even having them conversations, all of a sudden you really honestly become so uh, not right, um, but you become oblivious because it's not your world. And we get so lost into what's not our world. And that's in everything we do. We become, and that's, I've learned with doing through the history of there used to be time when we grew up and you, your neighbors, it, you, you, the neighbors around you help to keep you accountable, to help you keep you in check. And now we live in a world where you don't talk up to somebody else. You, you don't correct somebody else. It, but there is, it's becoming a very solo mentality world we're living in as well as you're not even seeing the pain in other people's eyes in other people's reactions and other people's reactions that they don't have the leniency to just go and or I don't want to say break the law on certain things at all because but you a lot of them are blacks will unfortunately have to think a lot a lot more on that because the fear of the repercussions of, of life I don't have the fear that I have to worry that I'm going to get pulled over and this cop's gonna might think of me in a wrong way it it's so mind-boggling and so actually heartbreaking to hear and think that that um actually happens um and see and and what we um you 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 made some extremely valid points and one of the last things you said is that you know, you don't have to worry about that. And that is what um, is considered as white privilege, the choice of, of, of choosing, you know, to, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was a time where you was oblivious to what was going yeah. on and you were able to have that choice to do so, you know, and one of the things that a lot of, of a lot of blacks get upset about is that you know what we call um culture vultures you know because other races and nationality is able to dip into our culture but when it's not feasible for them they're able to walk away you know and my people can't walk away from being black because right. the, the day that we came into this world there was a target on our back especially when it comes to black boys, you know, and this is why they created the, uh, the school to prison pipeline. And you have now that prisons are, um, 
are by uh, privatized. So they promise privatized prison owners promise the states a 90% occupancy rate. Anyone that's in business knows you have, um, anyone that that's in business for themselves. No, you can't promise a certain percentage every month, every day, every year. This is why we have flow charts. This is why you create flow charts because what you make this year may be, you know, 5,000, 10, 15, or a couple million dollars less than what happened last year, you know, and part of that is, you know, comes from what's going on in the economy, you know, so you have to revamp, you know, your strategic ways into keeping business open, you know, but prisons promise a 90% occupancy rate. How is black men 60% of the population in prison, but yet black society is only 13% of the population in the quote unquote free world. Yeah. You know, and so, how is <laughs> so, right. It is mind boggling. And to have the choice to be oblivious to that, you know, as I stated, that is, you know, what is in part defined as white privilege. You know, and those who, you know, those who've had conversations with myself and, and Ethan, you know, Ethan is huge on history, you yeah. know, and, you know, one of the things that he broke down to me is, is the explanation of every 50 years, um, yeah. we've had to deal with some type of uh, racial unrest in this yeah. country. You know, and I, I didn't, I didn't see that. And every time it just has occurred more and more. And again, without resolution, but we get to the point where you deal with it for so much, like, cause so that was the last one when the, um, civil war, what was that? The civil rights act mm -hmm. I think was the last one that was written out after the last, Break that took on that went on for six days and that's why I was thinking okay so we did what we did for the last six days what happened at that six days one of the officers went at, at that six days but that's still not even the start and that was nothing even written in so what more is it still actually taking because soon that's with any trauma that you deal with whenever you don't it's just going to get greater and greater it festers more and more so how much are how much is it going to go without actually just dealing and talking because a lot of it i truly when you get down to it believe of conversation um because i'm hearing so and like you said i i, I will be very objective and a lot of what i listen to i try to be in the way just in all ways um so you can have an understanding where somebody's getting from because I see a lot of them that are rising up and trying to like, Oh, uh, just some people right now. Um, where 
a matter of, of sides and it's if you actually listen to people's pain points they're going to talk about what really is on their mind what is on their heart what concerns them mm -hmm. so a lot of this issues uh, stuff that we have coming on and what's going on it's because we're talking and dealing with stuff that like how they talk of the all lives matter nobody has ever said that all lives didn't matter pointing out the fact that one of them is being treated different is where it, where people want to go and it has nothing to do with ever trying to say you're kissing butt to somebody or in inhuman like where is your humanity in life in general of trying to say right and wrong for many of us who especially if you're talking at a um, Christian standpoint many just just humanitarian standpoint it if you're seeing some type of injustice but I have re related it back to how often do we shy away from topics that pain us when we know we might have done wrong such as like how many times with um, mental illness the stigma that nobody wants to talk about it like when they do it just becomes an uncomfortable conversation when you talk of how many people have now finally been bringing out more of issues of molestation but yet the victim is the one made to feel ashamed and yet the, you have the other people um the ones who are doing it uh, of bringing and in, in fighting it or turning around the story or not dealing with their own traumatic events that might be causing them to be twisted in the mind there's so much i gotta walk away from these people <laughs> like ah oh, they're gonna distract me um so yeah i think they did so one of, one of the things that you pointed out is um the victimizing of the victims <clears throat> yeah. and um that that's a big part you know and I, I said it last week, you know, when me and Aries was talking, I said it last week when I did the last Sunday. And when people talk about the reaction more than the act itself that started everything, that, that, that was a problem to me. And so yeah. I addressed it in kind. Um, and the same, you know, along those same lines, one thing that my aunt said is that she's always, you know, one of the things that she's always told me is that um, the endangered species, you know, is the black man, you know, when it comes to humanity. Um, because see, what happens in a society is that when you go to war, if you can break the men, the, the rest of the, 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 the race or the nation, is easy to take over. But as long as the men are in warrior class status and in warrior mode, you know, you're going to have a problem coming in to any country, coming into any city, any state, and trying to um, take it over. And one thing when it came, um, I, I saw um, a, a friend of mine post um, that she posted, it was a two-part picture, one when Martin Luther King was in his coffin, and the, and the other one 
when Malcolm went in, in it, was in his coffin and the caption read, whether we're peaceful or, you know, we stand up, what's the difference? And that was one of the things, you know, we can peacefully protest. It doesn't matter. You know, we can, you know, fight the powers that be. Um, it doesn't matter. So what's next? You know, and like I said, my, my, my opinion, until we, until we as a people create our own economic space, create our own communities and protect them with a militant state of mind, because one of the things is that every nation that you look at is bipolar. You have the spiritual side and then you have those who are militarized, you know? And, and so while those who are praying pray, those who are militant have their backs to the ones that are praying and they're surrounding them. You don't believe you can have both. You have to have both. You, you, okay, so you believe that you can have the spiritual side and the militant side. You have to. I mean, for those who believe in the Bible, for those who believe in a religion, even the Bible talks about there's a, um, for every time there's a season. Yes. Yeah. So the Bible explains numerous of times, especially in the Old Testament, how God sent Israel to war. So he, yeah. told, he told different kings, he told David, you know, uh, um, okay, it's time, get off your knees and go to war. <laughs> so when is it time for, you know, and, and we understand in every war, there are casualties. There are casualties. And that's just an implementation of war. It happens. When it comes to us, it's yeah. okay for my people to be dehumanized and victimized, but then we get pushed back when we get fed up. This has happened all throughout slavery and everything. When those got fed up for being enslaved and getting beat and uh, getting raped and molested and what we call buck broken when it came to the men, because the stronger the man, then the more he begot, uh, he came sodomized. Yeah, or so, used his game. Yeah, you know, so when my people got fed up, we start killing master, everyone in the house, and to, to escape. You know, so you, you, you get mad when a people don't, you get mad when a people lay down and take the bullshit and then you get mad when they get fed up. So for my people, there's a, there's, we can't win. So the only way for us to win is to one of the things that, um, the honorable Elijah Muhammad has said, and the honorable, uh, minister Louis Farrakhan has spoken on our people need to separate. We need to create to build and protect our own. And of course, we can do business with other nations, other uh, nationalities of people. But just like Malcolm said, until my people heal, 
we don't need any, we don't need to work with anyone else. You know, and, and we've been, we've been through, I, I, I've said it all the time that when it comes to the black nation, the black neighborhoods, we, we started to, when, when, when we integrated, we stopped working together as a collective. We have pockets of us that work together. We shop with each other. We do business with each other. We build each other up. We work with each other. But as a collective, the moment that, in my opinion, this is just my conjecture, yeah. the moment that the civil rights movement was passed, the civil rights bill was passed, and we was accepted into the dominant society, it's like we forgot about one another. And we were more concerned with the acceptance of white mommy and white daddy. And just my opinion. Or, cause there, I remember doing research and actually hearing some different, um, some also different takes of when you know, there was a shift and a switch in, mm. um, I think it was some doctor I was listening to of the male mentality and the males in the household um, and a lot of the propaganda. So that goes to almost kind of where you started at someone in the beginning of talking, the government and different people being placed out there. So I keep thinking, is it really necessarily that? or the systems, as we keep saying, the systematic stuff step, set up that are going behind trying to infiltrate, trying to um, downgrade, down to belittle the black men, um, the, how they, they show with a lot of our TV shows where, the olden TV shows where you would see the families together and all of a sudden the families are, the black man's not in, the household um i'm trying to think of some of the names i can't even but she just made such a point that when i was thinking of, like how you're saying when was that pivotal moment that all of a sudden things just started breaking that you had more of um fear driven in um that, that the fear really never went away but it all of a sudden started increasing more looked to almost seemed to be um, from the stuff that I've seen where, where the, the pressure has been put on the black mom to be able of raising the children of just of, I don't know. So I've mean, gone there's, there's been different times throughout history. Um, and, and my aunt, um, auntie, one, one thing, uh, one, one thing, um, one of the things responding to your comment as far as sponsors aren't a worry on this platform, but your ratings will be, I'm not even concerned about my ratings. Um, I'm, I'm truly not, I don't do this for ratings. Um, if, if, if a sponsor happens to reach out to me at any point in time, if they're not on my agenda and the agenda of the platform, then um, they can continue to move on. Um, because well, I, re I refuse, one of the things I refuse to do 
is to sell my integrity and my character as a black man first. I refuse to do so. Um, so this is why I created this platform so we can have some real discussions. I'm not censored about what I say. Um, I know when it comes to black people, Facebook and Instagram that's owned by Facebook censor um, a lot of black people who truly speak the truth and have a problem with this system of injustice, AKA the system of white supremacy. Um, and I know this, this is why I created multiple platforms to send it out and just not um, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and one of the things, great, go ahead. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> oh, and she, uh, my aunt said, she was like, she always fear for her nephews um, and others don't understand it. She said she's lived the unapologetic black life longer than most have been on the planet. She said that they are also oblivious and they do walk away uh, when being friend becomes dangerous. And that is very true. That is very true. A lot of people are black people's friends until our lives are in jeopardy. Now you have some, you have some who will risk their life, limbs and freedom to, to stand beside us. You, we, we, you know, but for the majority, when, when, when things start getting heated and this is why I have a problem um, with some, with some people who are non-black standing beside us because they can go back to their suburban houses and be safe while we have to worry about coming home and the SWAT team breaking in our doors under the guidelines of, we got a call of, um, of mistaken identity or that's how they will get off or they have a call that we have weapons or drugs or doing some type of illegal things in the house. And this is how they got the president um, of the Black Panther Party. They came and blew his head off, went with his wife and, and children in the bed. So when it comes to our life, we can't go back to suburbia or in our gated communities and be safe after we've come out and protested and or, and or rioted and don't worry, have to come back home or us getting pulled over when we leave the protest and have our brains, brains blowed out. So, like I said, this is why I have problem with some people who claim they stand with us and for us, but then that's where their fight ends. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with that, auntie. Um, she was clarifying as far as ratings, you know, she was talking about as far as the bigger the platform becomes, the more endangered I'll be. And I understand that. I understand that. Um, I, I've been. On many at, facets. On, on many facets, on many facets. Um, I understand that my business can be affected. I understand that my work, my workflow can be affected. And like my unsaid, she said, as a black woman, or she's an ordained minister, she says she's militant first by any means necessary. <clears throat> and we send, this country sends our loved ones to war 
and we pray for our loved ones to come back, which is the spiritual side of things, but yet we're militarized. We, we send our loved ones off to war for policies and resources. Yeah. So, I mean. Which I've had a hard, yeah. Because <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. You, so, I mean, <laughs> I definitely, yeah, you got a heart for it. And wondering just even that stance of, I've still gone back and forth. And I actually was listening to somebody talking the other day about um, violence because, like you said, there are parts in the Bible where it talks of you've got the fight back and forth um, where we would be sent out. But there's also parts in it that tell you, let Jesus be your vindicator. You know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So, yeah. The whole, but, that part still can grab me. But here's the thing. Black people are the only ones that are taught to pray for our enemies. And, and, and the scripture that is quoted to us, just pray for those who despitefully use you and, you know, who want to cause you um, harm. We're the only ones taught that. Everyone else, an eye for an eye. You know, so even in the Bible... God told Joshua to have his sword in one hand while he's drinking water. So he told Joshua to go to war, you know, and that's the thing for those who believe in the Bible. And if you believe in the Bible, literally at what point in time, is it time for war? Yeah. Because the one that was brought up of the example actually was, um, when they were in the garden and um, Peter cut the ear off of the soldier, mm -hmm. Christ actually went and was like, oh, no, no, no. And, and actually restored the man's ear. So that one was of trying to say of us trying to put the justice in our own hand that it quite is not supposed to be placed in our own hands. Um, but at the same token, we are, I mean, that's why we have the military. That's why we have, I mean, the officers, they are to stand up and to defend. They're called to defend and protect. But at the same token, they're not called to defend, protect, and do whatever they please. The police officers are to serve and to protect the white community. They are legalized and weaponized overseers when it comes to the black community and their job is to keep us in line but as i stated in last or monday's broadcast <clears throat> but you have militarized white men march up to the capitol with assault rifles semi and automatic assault rifles you're because they because they couldn't get a haircut during COVID nineteen, and not yeah. one of the not one of those men's brains was blown on the sidewalk. But then you have you know so that's why I ask people: Do we have a right to bear arms, or do we not have a right to bear arms? Are we following the Constitution, or are we not? But see yeah. the the Constitution, the Constitution is enforced when it comes to white men but not enforced when it comes to black men. So are we, are we created equal or are we not created equal? 
You know, so these, when it comes to the system of white supremacy, black people are not equal. In no way, form or fashion, we are not equal. So this is why the tearing down of the system has to be priority because everything falls under that umbrella. So this is why a white cop can get away with the killing of an unarmed black man or a black woman um, and a black and a black girl and a black boy who has a toy gun. This is why they get away with it. The same thing cannot happen to a white person. And that officer, prime example, a black man shoots, a black officer shoots a white woman and he's charged, convicted and sentenced. He couldn't get away with that. No, no. You know, you know so that's why I said they have, what it, when it's come to, and this is why I have a problem with police reform, because all we're doing is putting more money into a, a militarized police state. We're giving them better weapons to kill us because they're not going into a white community militarized when you have uh, white college kids uh, rioting and turning over cars and burning cars and burning um, property on college campus because their teams won or their teams have lost. So they're distraught. The verbiage in the media is complicit in, within the system. The verbiage for those kids is, you know, uh, um, oh, well, th these, these children are just upset. It's a whole different, it's a whole different terminology, you know, but yet when black people are rioting and protesting, oh, these thugs, you have white people walk up and protest and spit on cops and swing on cops and uh, have an ax in their hand trying to uh, swing it on cops, pointing gun at cops. And yet the cop doesn't take their pistol out and blow their head off. No, and I'm not condoning. I'm, I'm not condoning it, you know. But I'm just stating facts. Yeah, when you talked about tearing down the system, would that go in? Now, would that go back to how we were originally starting with the butterfly theory? Yes. In order to make it happen, the chaos theory. Sorry. Okay. Well, the butterfly, the butterfly effect. Yes. But of the, the, of the right of the chaos theory, and it does. And see, one of the things about systematic white supremacists and those who run the glo uh, the world globally, they plan fifty to a hundred years in advance. Thus whether you want to believe in um, that uh, the Willie Lynch letter exists or whether you believe that it doesn't exist, the premise is still the same. And we are living in the effects of the Willie Lynch letter and syndrome to this day as black people. And when it comes to the butterfly effect, and we know that there was two movies created off of that, um with uh what's his name 
the 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 little boy from that 70s show. I can't think of his name. But if you haven't seen the butterfly effect, I encourage you to do so. Um, because basically if you change one thing, there's a ripple effect through the past and through the future. And so the butterfly effect, it basically is the sensitive sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state of deterministic nonlinear system can result a large difference, differences in large differences in the latter state. A very small change in initial conditions had created a significant different outcome. And so looking at going back to the beginning of the show, looking at the chaos theory pertaining to COVID-19, the butterfly effect is that now everyone is scared to be in person. Everything Correct. is, everything now is streamed. So is that part of them implementing 5G? So we know that the higher the, the higher the G goes, the more radiation it sends out. We know that radiation, even though it can basically is detrimental to the human body. Yet they use yeah. it to yet they use it to kill things as different forms of cancer, but yet it destroys your internal organs. So I'm now so you're so now with that being said, now you're looking at a health system that is now uh, uh, grown larger because what happens with 5G with radiation, now more people get radiation. Now they have to be, you know, different people need different medication. So now doctors can push um, because we know doctors are incentivized to push medication instead of holistic practices. And then they use quote unquote science to back that up. But before science, you had holistic practices and you had spiritual holistic remedies. But at the same token, they're also told not to use certain ones because that's the one that I just was listening on. And I've heard it from more than one doctor who has stood up and stood out to speak against it um, of how much power that I can't that long C name. There's two of them, mm -hmm. but uh, that can actually help on the recovery against COVID right now but yet they're being told that they can't use it. It's not D, um, DFA approved or whatever. And I've also heard at the same token of, so would we really even be at the area? I, I mean, I, I honestly, I believe we would be because even like you had said, he is proven just historically of different times of showing where we're at and keep stuff, keep getting to points. But coincidental how is it that we are going from one traumatic event COVID to another traumatic event talking with um, all that taking place and now another the riot just continual up base but yet and everybody's makes the the joke I mean some make the joke of it 
um, well, what happened to COVID? Now everybody's not concerned. Now, I mean, again, the high, the spotlight has been deterred. So where are we actually at within all that's going on? Or, I mean, you, I know you love the whole conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> so we're just going to go there. So, because this was making it interesting of, I mean, if it's the government and so what better way to deter against what they're trying to do other than getting people, communities totally separated, totally against each other. So rile up certain areas and then instigate it even more because you're infiltrating, you're putting even more people in to get and to get each other, to hate each other, to, to do whatever you're doing to then still know that you guys are still systematically like you said there's already plans in place for years on ends i mean they had the the cell phone made um our smartphones way before um we knew about them i mean they already have uh cars that can actually fly before we are ever going to see that stuff go on but it's around so that stuff that's been in place, why is it any different? Why do we think that there is nothing even greater going on of, but yet you still at the same time, you cannot hide from issues at hand. You've got to deal with them, but we are now going from one fire to the next fire instead of actually, it seems like walking out and dealing with things um, wisely. So, so what better way to control the people? Because now they came, they came out and, uh, Fauci and different, um, professionals came out earlier this year and said that we're looking at another spike this fall. What better way through all of the riots, through all of the protesting to spread and to implement that, that spike? Yep. You know, so now you go, like you said, chaos, you go from one chaotic situation to another chaotic situation. And now you go to a greater conflict, um, chaotic situation. And we know that the bill, uh, bill, the bill, um, Gates, his foundation has been pushing vaccine. Now, Bill Gates has no, um, he didn't go to school for anything medical. His profession is computers. So what better way some have expressed to implement the vaccine that's going to kill off hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, and what better way to implement the chip? So if you look on... You can't be by six feet of each other because then they won't be able to pull you apart. Exactly. So here's the thing. I've gotten, and I'm, and I will not reveal my sources, so people don't ask. Yep. But one of my sources told me that they got they got information. They received information as far as the cell phone towers, and that they were implementing um, the five G was in particular related to COVID nineteen. At the same time, they were given information about how how the satellite, the reason why they keep pushing the six feet apart 
is that the satellites can't identify each individual as an individual. So what ends up happening is if you are more than um, six feet, if you are less than six feet apart, the satellite picks up everyone as one person. Now, if you look, if you go into your cell phone settings and you go on, so I have, I don't know uh, where to go on iOS devices, but on Android related devices, if you go into your settings, if you go into your Google settings, if you scroll down into your Google settings, at the top of this, at the top of your screen, it lit for services. It lists COVID nineteen exposure notifications. What? Yes. Don't don't do it now. Don't do it now. Don't do it now. Do it after. No, I Right, right. And so this is the type of information that people are sending to me, are calling me. Hey, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? And so, um. For those who know, don't know who David Icke is, um, they have labeled him uh, a terrorist uh, because he has uncovered uh, with proof, documented proof of different quote unquote conspiracies. And what I am learning is that anything that goes against what the government is telling us, they, are, they label you as one, a domestic terrorist, two, a conspiracy theorist. Um, and you're, you're right. Um, my auntie Kim said that no such thing as coincidence. I do not believe in coincidences at all. Um, this is, has always been about thinning the herd genocide to increase profit, you know, WHO. So, and I, I, what was that Stace? I do believe stronger with prayer, but it's gonna it's a lot of faithful staying with it because we are dealing with something so much bigger than that yes we are and one of the things that so i just entered into a new study um that is an extension of uh, the theory of chaos and one of the things that i watch more and more of the unveiling is that the powers that be, it is easier to implement whatever systems that they want when everyone else is watch is not watching both hands. Correct. So this is, I mean, I'm, I've always said it when it comes to Democrat, Democrats and Republicans, they are, the same heads on the same dragon. That's it. So we are fighting the when, uh, those who are us <laughs> who dwell on the lower bottom. You know, we see different things, and you know, like I said, we look at COVID. Oh, it just happened. No, because they have a patent. Anything they have a patent on, you don't think that they are trying to um, <laughs> re repurpose? You know, why would you need a patent if it's something that happened naturally? You don't. So the vaccines, 
they have the vaccine. They're just not rolling it out yet because not enough people are scared. So this is what happened. You have people on the right proving how vaccines create autism and create different medical issues. And you have people on the left fighting, you know, well, no, because it's going to help this. But if you read on any medication bottle, it solves, it it solves um, indigestion, but it creates all different types of things. And at the end it says may cause death. What (laughs) you want me to purposefully take something that may kill me. (laughs) Yes. And you gets even worse when you're talking about like any type of mental psych pills. They're even scared, but all pills in general. Yes. Can be scary. Cause it's always one can cause another. You don't know how without you dealing with your body and putting in foreign stuff. I mean, you're talking just the shell of the pills alone is foreign to your body, yet alone the medication of it. Exactly. Exactly. Without it being herbal. <laughs> well, see, when, when it's, when the remedy comes from nature, yeah, the medical health industry, they kind of sort of can't make the money that they want. See, if I believe one of the things that I believe, and this is why I watch so many different genres of movies is because I believe that they hide the truth inside movies, even though we look at it as entertainment. And if you go back to as far as different things that they're implementing and rolling out, uh, one of the things that you had mentioned as far as technology, Stacey, if you go back and, and watch the movie Enemy of the State with Will Smith and uh, Gene Hackman, I believe it is, they rolled out electronics that wasn't accessible to the public at that time, but yet they had it implemented into movies. So different things, different things that the powers that be believe in and practice and um, come from ancient African and uh, Egyptian history, they they put in movies such as Harry Potter. So while they're telling us that certain movies is demonic, they've hidden their truth and their spiritual practices in those movies. So they keep us from watching those movies and gaining insight to how they move inside of those movies. And so even the Bible says that my my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So they've scared us away from reading different books such as the Kabbalion, such as the uh, uh, the her- hermetic teachings, such as the satanic Bible, and such as studying those such as Alex Crawley, because the things that they are practicing is these belief systems and the, the, the different cabals and the different um, Illuminati sectors that they that runs this the world and this country and other countries they detour us from learning those and from reading and getting that information so we look at it as even the bible say that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities of the air now if you truly understand that you understand that there's more at work here 
So if you're not, if, if, how can you say that you're prepared to do mental warfare, to do spiritual mm -hmm. warfare, but yet you have limited yourself to a certain spiritual sect? When the powers that be, they study all forms of spirituality and all forms of religion. This is why so many people don't understand that there is no such thing as a coincidence. I think that's a, with a lot of getting into your understanding of why do you believe? I mean, you, you really, you're always to study your, what you believe even greater so that you truly understand what you're believing. Um, and, and as you always say, stretch it, you know, question what you believe. Is it going to be the truth? Um, but I also believe um, you keep making that point of getting an understanding of finding everything else. Whenever you, you are in an army, whenever you're going to war, you're getting the strategy. You're trying to understand your enemy. You're mm -hmm. trying to understand different things that are going on around you. So truly, like you said, um, sorry, <laughs> you've got to get that understanding um, to be able to, to have some type of knowledge to know what you're up against. Because we are truly walking every day. There's something that you can be enlightened to and just all the more and get grounded of what you really believe because this, this is, I mean, I strongly believe of the, that we do like you said, it, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, I mean, this is definitely some wicked stuff going on that we're dealing with right now. I mean, right. this is not normal. And I, I've heard that on more than one case as well, also of saying it on both ends, where whether it's infiltrated in the cops and it just dem demonic stuff that just you, you look at people's eyes and you know, like, wow, is there really anything going on in there? Do, where is your soul that you can do certain, the certain things that you do? It's a, it's a, it, like you asked, where's your soul is also a state of mind yeah. because for me, for someone, for someone to have a state of mind that they don't care who is affected as long as they get their end result. That's a, that's a mentality that you have to have. And for those, you know, one of the things that scientists don't show us is they show us, you know, they tell us, okay, well, you know, this particular medication helps with this, this and that. But what they don't reveal is the thousands of people that have died pertaining to this medication. So when it comes to, and this is why I say the system, it, it goes across all platforms because then the scientists have scientists to prove that it wasn't the medication that killed these people, but it was something else. It was an underlining issue that killed them. You know, so, I mean, that has been going on since the beginning of time. Scientists who are for and scientists who are against and one thing when it comes to the scientific community is that <clears throat> facts are given based on how many times they can replicate a specific end result. Mm -hmm. 
So facts are given to say it one more time. Facts pertaining uh, a particular result has to, according uh, when it, in the scientific re, uh, community, that result has to be created multiple times, multiple times, multiple times. Then they to can take to 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 bring validity to the quote unquote fact that it works. Okay. So when we get when we get different scientists, different doctors, different individuals that bring us facts, they're not telling us the whole truth. And just like my aunts, so my you know, and one of the things, and this is why, when people ask me, "Well, do you believe COVID exists?" Yes and no. I believe COVID does exist, but I believe that it's purposed. They have set it free for a design purpose. I don't believe that this is a natural incident. One of the things that if you do your research, America has a level four bio labs across the country with over 150 plus deadly pathogens. There are documents out there that you can research and go find. Definitely. So why would you have deadly pathogens if not for biological warfare? Which is often a conversation. What do you think the next war would ever have to be? Biological warfare. Oh, biological warfare has been going on for a long time. No, No telling when they actually started it. I mean, biological warfare is the food that we eat the stuff that is causing tumors and cancers and heart attacks and our lungs collapsing, you know, the chemicals are in the food. You know, you had the company who uh, makes Roundup found out that Roundup was in, you know, different water supplies and different foods. This, I mean, that's biological, it's biological warfare, you know, and like my aunt is an astute student of research. And one of the things that she said was, um, she wasn't able to get out of bed for four months, uh, two years ago, sent home to die. Believe none of what she said, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. This, the quote, the unquote 19 series of COVID has been introduced into our population, was introduced into our population years ago. And see, in looking at all of the symptoms, one of the things that I had um, expressed to Ethan before COVID became um, um, publicized, according to the symptoms that they laid out, I honestly believe that that's what I had when I got sick earlier at the end of June, early February. And I was down for two and a half weeks. You know, so I believe, like I said, looking, reading, and understanding the symptoms that they rolled out, I believe that's what I had, but because they didn't have the test to quote unquote test COVID, I was sent home, they said that I had a respiratory infection and that it was nothing except the common flu. For those who know me personally, I don't get sick. Correct. And even when I went back to work, it still took me almost a month to get back to a hundred percent performance, 
you know, so when people, and, and what happened was I was, I was in a customer's car and all of a sudden it just gradually hit me and I'm sitting at lunch and I'm trying to eat and I couldn't catch my breath and I was just coughing continuously. And so the next morning I couldn't even get out of bed. And it took me three days to even muster up the strength to go because my sister was like, you going to the hospital yet? I'm like, nah, I'm cool. So I, I, you know, I get up and try to sweat it out and move around and, you know, just me washing dishes. I had a hard time catching my breath. So I, I, I reached back out to my sister. I said, Hey, look, I, I'm about to go, you know, to the hospital and see what's going on. And they sent me home. Oh, it's just a common flu. Like I said, I was down two and a half weeks and it took me a month to get back into my routine. And crazy to think of uh, that's blessing that you probably were sent home versus them packing and doing other things with you automatically oh, yeah. on some that they're putting with the ventilators and everything else. And uh, yeah, and they were, they told me that, you know, my, when they did a temperature check, my temperature was at 103. See, but but you know, to everyone that tunes in, everyone that catches this, you know, on the playback, um, you know, drop comments. You can email us. Um, it, you know what? That's what I want to do. I want to reach out to the family. Uh, shoot me some topics that y'all would like to see discussed um, on the show. Um, if you have perspectives to share and, you know, you, you would like me to address them, you know, without addressing you per se, you know, you can email us at candid conversations, the number seven at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out instant messenger, myself, Ethan West, um, and Stacy Balmuda also, um, reach out to Aries. Um, everyone um, I want to reach out to different people who would like to do, um, a show, a show streaming with me. You know, if you'd like to pop on, um, I definitely want to get you on here, auntie. Um, my cousin is going to come on, uh, within the next couple weeks, uh, next yeah. week, next week, this coming up week, we won't have a show. Um, I have a lot going on in my personal life. So I, you know, I got to take care of some things this week. So we won't have a show this week, but the following week uh, we'll be back up and running um, and we're going to come back to you live. Um, also, um, myself and Ethan West is hosting a fireside chat this evening at 8 p.m. Um, coming up with solutions on what we what we're going to do moving forward uh, pertaining to police brutality, pertaining to the community. Um, so we're going to come up with solutions. So if you would like to join us, reach out to me directly, uh, reach out to Ethan West directly, and we will send you the address directly. Uh, we are protecting the group and those who are, will be affiliated with us tonight. We want, we want to protect them um, because they have things in their personal lives going on. Um, 
So I, I changed it. I was going to live stream it, but I am not to protect their identities. Um, so like I said, if you would like to join us, reach out to me and personally and reach out or and or reach out to Ethan West personally and we go from there. Um, also, follow follow me on Instagram at Mark D D Senior Three on Instagram. Uh, follow Stacy Balmuda. What's your uh, handler name, Stace? Good question. <laughs> it, <laughs> Instagram, I don't go on. Oh my goodness. Um, Yes, sorry. Isn't it, <laughs> is it is it not S Balmuda? More on, than likely. On IG. Okay. Go go find Stacy. I'm S Balmuda. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> not Balmater, it's Balmuda on IG. Yes, Balmuda. Uh, um, <laughs> um also uh go follow the YouTube channel. Um I've been having a hard time uploading certain videos up on YouTube, uh, but we're going to get back to posting content back on YouTube. Um, sometime today I'll, I'll post a, a, one of the conversations up. It'll probably be one of the past conversations, but I'll post it anyway. Um, so we can generate more content. Um, so follow the YouTube channel. Uh, right now, it is Marcus Dowdell Sr., so you can follow us there. Um, I will be changing over and creating a page specifically for the show uh, with Stacy's help. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, reach out to myself, uh, Ethan West, Stacy, which is a co-host. Um, reach out to Aries Owens. Uh, follow all four of us. Um, on IG, follow the show, Candid Conversations with Mark D on all of your Android devices, all of your iOS devices. But topic of conversation, topic of conversation today, we talked about the chaos theory and the butterfly effect within it. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, continue. All all of our conversations is open in open ended dialogue. So please continue the conversation. Um, yes. So with solutions, though, we can talk about things all day long. Oh yeah, I mean, def definitely with solutions, but um, but I mean, so create the solutions within yourself and within a particular group. You yeah. know, um, I'm doing my part. Yeah. Um, I am of the warrior class for those who don't know. Um, so shout out to Ogun, um, which those who follow African ancestral spirituality, you know, you know who Ogun is. I am part yeah. of that. I am part of that class. <laughs> I'm part of that one. <laughs> You're not part of the Ogun class. Stop it. <laughs> I said Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before before we get off the air, before we get off your airways, before we get off your computer or your phone, 
understand that we all have our own set of specialities. Stacy is our special, special child. <laughs> but one of the things about one of uh, those who don't know Balmater, um, you are an empath. Like you, like you take on the energy of those around you and who are close to you. Um, but you, for, it, it takes a special gift to always be lighthearted. And, you know, the energy that you bring at times is definitely needed um, and warranted. Um, so I, I thank you for that. Um, Uh, uh, what did she say? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh. I'm not going to make yeah. it, Auntie. Oh, I was reading the it's comment of, of what, what my aunt was saying. <clears throat> I'm going ha to have to call them. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. Um, but... Until the next time, this has been another episode of Candid Conversations. I'm your host, Mark D. And sitting in with me today is Stacy Balmuda, a.k.a. Balmater. Shout out to the folks, Stace. Uh, hey, have a great <laughs> night. Have a great day. It's beautiful. Try to keep the sunny side up. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Like I said, until the next time and go out here and enjoy your day and make it do what it do. Yes. But deuces. I'll let you Bye. later. Okay. How do I shut the thing down? <laughs>